just go. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a special episode of Dangerous Rhetoric. This is technically what, episode 10. Yeah. So um, we are here with Michael Ryan of Anarchy Tattoo Studios in the Bronx. Um, we've covered this story a bit before on our show, and he's kind of been doing battle with the city. And we're going to let we're going to let Mike tell a story. So I'm going to start off and kind of just ask first. Um, what's your sort of origin story? What brought you even to here doing this? Right. So tattoo, personally, yes, or before, the before even battling the city of lockdowns, any of that? Gotcha. Um, well, before I was born, my father actually used to be a tattoo artist. Believe it or not, cool. he used to ride motorcycles, and uh, it used to be illegal in New York City. So he was kind of underground tattoo He's an artist. Underground tattoo yeah, artist. Wow. Yeah. And once, uh, once I was born, he uh, went mainstream. He worked for, I believe it was Bell Atlantic at the time, before they merged with. Uh, 9X and became Verizon. Okay. And so he started working the whole nine to five thing. And uh, I remember while he'd be at work, me being a nosy little kid, I remember I used to go in my, my garage and I used to go through his boxes of all the shit that he had in storage. And I would see his tattoo machine. Huh. And I used to look at them <laughs> like they're a treasure. I swear, yeah. man, I'd open this, there's this, uh, specifically this one wooden box that had a gold dragon on the top of it. And I would open this thing up and there would be two machines in there and they'd be all sparkly and chrome. Literally like a treasure like chest. Forbidden. Yeah, yeah, dude, and it was like lined with red felt, and I remember like, you open it, it's like, yeah. like it screams at you. And uh, dude, I used to pretend when I was a kid, actually, in the garage too. I remember there's this old refrigerator, and like I said, there's a lot of boxes, and my dad used to use it as storage. My dad and mom, and I used to pile the boxes up next to the refrigerator and build like a little shack, and I used to pretend that I was a tattoo artist, and I used to draw with sharpies and stuff That's or markers great. on uh, my sister's arm. Yeah, you know, I've met a lot of tattoo artists who talk about like being into drawing very young, but mm -hmm. it wasn't until they were much older that they were even introduced to the idea of drawing on people. Yes. But when you were young, you already knew you wanted to do that. Yes and no. It's yeah. weird, man. I'll tell you because I. That that was just me being a natural kid, no thoughts involved, just doing that, having fun, using my imagination. Yeah. But then when I gave it thought, and I started drawing, and I became an artist. My my mom's really good at arts and crafts, and my father always drew, and like I said, was a tattoo artist. After I gave it thought, like, I, what do you want to be when you grow up, or, or what profession? Not what do you want to be. What what do you want to do when you're older for a profession? I, I knew I wanted to be an artist, but I didn't know what kind. And when I would think about it, when I was a kid, knowing nothing of really tattooing besides the little imaginary games yeah. I used to play, I would say, oh no, it's not for me. I don't want to be a tattoo artist. Blood and stuff and on skin. And it really took me to just, uh, I guess, just dive into it one day. One of my friends, actually, he's like, listen, you draw really good. He's like, why don't you try tattooing on me? He's like, I'll get you the machine. I'll get you the inks. You're like, dude, I don't want, <laughs> you're like, I don't want to touch you, man. I'm going to mess it up. Yeah. And you're going to hate me after yeah. it. Yeah. This guy, he's uh, Portuguese. And what I did, actually, on his back, it was, uh, he was from Florida, as a matter of fact. He, I did two, um, Desert Eagles crossing on his back, right in the middle of his back. His first tattoo I did was fucking huge. Nice. <laughs> and uh, it said Portuguese Man of War on it. And it, was, it came out really good, yeah. but the one thing is I didn't go deep enough because the thing is I was nervous my first time. I didn't want to scar him or anything. So it came out a little bit light. And this, like, this is 12 years ago we're talking about, so it was a minute ago. And uh, so I just had to touch it up and then I got the hang of it and then just do it. I yeah, well, it's like any art form, you know, you kind of just have to dive into yeah. it and make all the mistake, all the mistakes. And then over time, you kind of learn what to do and what not to do. But did you, did you apprentice? No. You didn't apprentice? No, I didn't apprentice. See, that, that's interesting because that's another unorthodox sort of way to get into this. Mm -hmm. uh, from what I understand, most people who do tattoo... They go through apprenticeship. Well, I'll tell you, if you want me to be truthful, whether you want to edit this out or not, I don't care. <laughs> um, actually, I was locked up for a little bit. And no, I started dude. when I was away, and okay. that's where that kind of happened. So, 
Because, like, the machine technically wasn't a legit machine that the gotcha. dude got me. The same thing with the inks. It's like, you know, we had to finagle our own way. That, I'm sure, actually probably happens more commonly than we would think. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who get into tattooing from being locked up. Yeah, dude, 100%. Because like, there's a whole culture of it in there. Yeah, but and that, that's, that's, wow. Interesting. Yeah, man. So you started learning with like a bootleg made up machine. You want to see it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> this is one of them. That's cool. You got to like uh, put it on a... Oh, you got it in a glass case. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Oh. Very nice. This is it. I'll uh... Wow. So I created this thing out of nothing. This is made actually out of hot glue and a ton oh, of shellac. And I made it so you could break it apart and you could stash the pieces in different places. Wow. Toothbrush. Most people, if you ever see like a present tattoo machine, it's just a toothbrush with the motor taped on it. This one, I made it so you could take the motor out. It's interchangeable. Walkman. Walkman. Yeah. And then every time I would do a new tattoo, brand new pen, brand new needle. The needle comes out of a, a, the spring inside of a lighter. If you take okay. a dead lighter apart, you can heat it up and strain it out and make a perfect spring. Wow. So, but that really one of my, my clients while I was there. I would uh, make a new one of these, I'd make them hold on to it, and then when it was time to tattoo, they'd bring the needle back, and that way they know it's brand new and everything. But yeah, What is the out. body of this needle? Hot glue. Hot glue? Yeah. Literally, and I had a bowl of water, so I would take the hot glue, I would heat it up, I'd mold it, I'd use paper clips and stuff, and like kind of just like like sculpt into there. Yeah. And the I bowl mean, of water would like cool it off so it wouldn't burn my hands. Like I want to show it because it's like a work of art in and of itself. Yeah, it's good I got it. That's cool, man. Right? Wow. That was the third one. The other two got confiscated. There was a... Uh, there was in the, the bathroom, there was a, I made a screwdriver and I was able to take a wooden plate off the wall where like they had the valves for the showers. <laughs> I used to stash everything in there nice. and I guess somebody snitched. So one day I went and the seals came in and they fucking opened it up and pulled all the fucking shit that's, out. So that's my third one. And the way I got it out was when my friends came home and I was like, listen, take this with you, send it back home yeah. to my people. So Cause it's way. like sentimental. You're yeah, like, exactly. You that. It's like yeah, my origin man. story tattoo gun. Yep. Yeah, that's dude. freaking cool, man. That's freaking cool. Uh, I wanted to clarify, are you born in New York? Yes, but upstate New York, Orange upstate County. New York. Yep. When did you come to the city? Uh, probably about three years ago to, to yeah, three or four years ago to live here. Um, but I've been working in New York City in the Bronx. Uh, shoot, nine years. Nine years. So I was living in New Rochelle for like four or five years. Um, so I would commute from there to down to here. I used to work on East Tremont, which is five minutes away from here, uh, for about four or four and a half years, and. Uh, I was just living in New Rochelle basically to sleep and for storage. I was never there. I was always down here. So I know everybody from this neighborhood. When My did wife, you uh, open the shop up? Five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. So you've been here five years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, the time goes by quick. Yeah. Yeah, I read the uh, post you, you put online about um, closing down and you wrote about some of the sort of sentimental memories. Oh, you know, dude, yeah. Yeah, man, man. I think uh, we'll probably return to that later, but I wanted to get into the battle with the city and you know when did when did that start when did you decide like all right i'm gonna kind of start pushing back against some of these mandates from the city and and make my case you know stand my ground yeah um well i'll tell you a, a pre-story behind when that started during the new york city mandated lockdowns for small businesses um Let's hypothetically say, I'm not saying that we did, but let's say we were here anyway. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe the curtains were closed in the window and we were just working out here. Maybe we yeah. were here, you know, just hanging out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we tattooed um, a lot of people and all the people that came weren't people that were watching TV uh, and getting their information from the media. The people that were coming to still get tattooed were people that were on the front lines, um, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They were, I guess, uh, essential 
quote unquote workers. Even though there's no, so I think every work is essential. I sure, think everybody I, needs no, to feed their kids. Yeah. And uh, so I would hear the true stories from them firsthand from EMTs, from what NYPD. What they're seeing in the hospitals. Yeah, just, what they're seeing yeah. in the streets. And uh, dude, over 25 of my EMT FDNY clients have told me that during the lockdown there's something called a, a 20 minute resuscitation rule. And because the hospitals were so overcrowded that if you had a heart attack, a stroke, anything, they had from the second they got there, the timer would start, only 20 minutes to try to resuscitate you, and then they were ordered to leave you there, and you would die, and then the coroner would come six hours later and write down COVID. But meanwhile, yeah, 8 yeah. million people in New York City in the five boroughs, this was an order issued for all the entire borough, uh, all five boroughs. You gotta think, out of 8 million residents of this city, how many people on a normal, non-scandemic day are brought to the hospital for regular causes and saved? A few thousand, to say yeah. the least. Yeah, yeah. They pulled the strings. They cut. They said, "Hey, don't do, don't bring them to the hospital." That's where the numbers increasing were. This was a real pandemic. There would be no 25% capacity eating in the diner. People would be bleeding out of their fucking they eyes would. and yeah. dying. I mean, yeah. you, I think everyone would know someone who died from yeah. it or got like severely sick and yep. almost died from it. Yeah, and man. I know a couple people who got pretty sick. Yeah. Um, they recover and I don't know anyone directly who has died from this. I yeah, know some, yeah. I know people who know people who have. Yeah, it's like hearsay. It's like you sure, know, yeah. but it's like you would think every person we talk to, you, yeah. you know, Brant, whoever else we talk to on the street, everyone would know someone. Yeah, what's scary is too, yeah. if you think about it, what I just said that over twenty five of my FDN we give them twenty percent off. We have yeah. for years. So we have a big clientele of first responders. Over 25, and I've made, they're not clients, they're my fucking friends. Like, yeah. I, will, like if I, if I will have their fucking back, because yeah. I've talked to them one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, it's like a therapy, like a counseling session almost. They share their innermost, deepest turmoil sometimes with me as I'm tattooing them, and then I do the same in return. And we give each other advice, and they help me grow, and I help them grow. So I've developed relationships with the community. The, over 25 of my clients have told me this, uh, what happened, that 20-minute resuscitation rule. So you gotta think, all these people that we hear that, you know, uh, I don't know anybody directly that died of COVID, but I know of somebody that knows somebody that died of COVID. They could have been one of those people that sure. were just left there to not be resuscitated yeah. in the hospital. Because yeah. what do the EMTs and the FDNY do? What is their job? Is their job to be a doctor and perform surgery on the fucking street and the concrete? No, their job is to pass, uh, excuse me, is to keep the situation stable yeah. and get the person to the hospital Stabilize to be saved. You know, so it, it's insane, man. This this whole, it's all a pyramid system and what they did is they're, they're pulling the strings at the top. Don't do this, you're not allowed to. And then they have plausible deniabilities. What I've noticed is their, their one biggest strategy, that one of the biggest strategies that they use. They always need to have a scapegoat. Well, we couldn't bring you to the hospital because the hospitals are overcrowded. They always have that side yeah. thing they can say yeah. that'll give them the excuse, well, okay, I understand it. But no, that's, that's to me, it's murder. That's yeah. why I'm outraged with this whole I, thing. I think it is too. Good, it's you know, systematic I, murder. I, I think, you know, based on just the patterns and reading the signs in it, it kind of seems like they wanted to try to increase the amount of people dying 100%. because the virus was killing enough almost. Yes. So yeah. it's like, well, how do we take this situation, make sure we can wipe as, as much people as we can, right? But also change human behavior, change social behavior, right? Yeah. Uh, change the entire economic landscape of our society. Yep. Um, all, all in one go. Yeah, you know? and whether, happened before too. Whether or not that virus was let out, or whether or not it got out by accident, um, the point is it was clearly taken advantage of by these people, and they used it as an excuse. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Yes. You yeah. Know? So you know, coming coming back to your particular story, when did when did you first come up on the radar of the city? Well, okay, then that leads into to get back to what we we're talking about. So during the lockdown, while we weren't doing tattoos here, 
Um, <laughs> one day I had some friends here. Uh, one happened to be, and like I said, it's all first responders. So we happen to have a Marine here, and I will not say any names, but I'll just tell the story um, this way. So we had a Marine here and a TSA agent here at the time. And um, so we're working out in here, and one day we get a knock on the door. Uh, like I said, every, the windows, we had everything blacked out. Yeah. And I look on the security cameras, and I see sheriffs out there. And for anybody that doesn't know, I said this on the last uh, one of the last podcast type of interviews that I did with uh, Danny from Max Public House. Sheriff, and he knows too, and if you follow his story, yeah. uh, sheriffs are not NYPD. They're not police officers. They're not considered police officers. They look exactly the same by design. They have badges. They have the same uniforms, the same exact tactical gear, the same everything. You wouldn't even know the difference. I didn't know the difference when they came in. But they were knocking on the door. So we see them knocking on the door. I'm like, oh shit. So I just don't answer the door. I'm like, I'm, they don't have a warrant. What are they gonna, you know, what are they gonna do? 20 minutes goes by, the landlord calls, and the landlord's building happens to be a judge. So because he's part of the system, and he's a he's a really nice guy. I, I actually look up to him. And uh, but he's part of the system yeah. and for his position. And he's like, listen, I don't know what you're doing in there, but you have to open up. And I was like, but listen, I was like, they don't have a warrant. He's like, yeah, but it's my building, you know, I'm gonna have to tell him, okay, I'm a judge. He's like, they're gonna smash the door and they're gonna break the window to come in. Wow. And I was he like, I don't have a warrant. I was well, it's his building, he was saying, so, gotcha. and the, the crazy thing is they tracked down his number, his personal number. Yeah. That's how efficient that this yeah. B system has become. They can well, figure they out. Knew, you know, they knew that you were leasing the place. Yeah. So like, all right, well, they go through the department of buildings. Find they're all working together. Yeah. Yeah, right. What I found out was the, from one of the agents that came in here uh, and, and after the story uh, down the road. The Department of Buildings, the CDC, uh, or sorry, Department of Health, the Sheriff's Office. There's like 14 agencies of the city that are all actually working together in cahoots. So it's like a big suite with all these different, like Department of Buildings. What the fuck do you have to do with virus prevention? Yeah. Nothing. You're not trained yeah. in that. You have no idea. But well, uh, that, that video that you put up online, which was how we heard about your story, th those are the same exact questions that you were posing to them. It's just like, how are you qualified to talk about hygiene? And yeah. Stuff? like my job as, as a tattoo artist I know way more about this stuff than yeah, you you're exactly. over here to look at like building codes and electricity and make sure those things are sort of functioning correctly you heard his response yeah that one guy it's, that's not my speed I can't talk about that yeah. it's not my speed I've noticed they've come 16 16 times I think now maybe seven I, I'm losing count because it's yeah, fucking I think it was double digits 16 yeah. Think, yeah but and I'll tell you you know what some of them have been cool and the, the thing is I, I don't ever would want to judge somebody based upon hey you're a department of buildings you're just a scumbag you're a sure. sheriff yeah. you know what it's about your integrity it's about your mor morals and your values They're just people too yeah. yeah and as long as they recognize that they're a human first as they're a man first then it's like I can kind of be personable with them and some of them have I've been able to talk to and like the first guy they ever sent in um, he was like honestly he's like me and a lot of my coworkers think this shit is a hoax <laughs> I started laughing I was like so why are you coming here he's like well I have to pay rent and I have kids I'm like me too motherfucker yeah. I have the same shit yeah and uh but he was cool. He left, and like, there's been a few that are like, "All right, take care." I just, can't, you know, and they just have to get. They're doing it to get their paycheck. Um, what I've noticed is the ones that have fined me, though. They're the most. I've noticed that they've all the because I've gotten three fines so far. They all have flaws, and you know what's weird, man? Mind, body, and soul. The last guy that came, the fake wannabe commando strategic guy with the, the little mechanic knife and all that stuff that was never <laughs> used. It was brand new out the box. He just, you know, com brand new combat boots. Never, never did anything with them. He's just trying to look cool. <laughs> he had no mind. He was, a, he was, a, he was ignorant. He was just a drone. Yeah. You know, a yes man, order follower. No humanity, no compassion. The other, the other guy, the first guy that gave me a fine, 
he had flaws with his body. The guy was 450 fucking pounds yeah. telling me about good health. Get That's, the fuck yeah, out of here. It's crazy, yeah. too, how many people like that out there are yeah. trying to give people medical advice and yep. pressure you into getting the shot or say, you have to wear your mask to protect me. It's like, well, you're you're 300 pounds. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah. The real epidemic is eating too much empanadas and fucking hot dogs. You know what I mean? It's like, let yeah, well, off the french fries, motherfucker. The, I think, you know, one thing the lockdowns have sort of Illustrated is just not how much problems there are just with the healthcare system, but with like our food yeah, as well. It's all tainted, dude. It's yeah. been a plan from the beginning. I, yeah. I've been seeing this shit for years, for a number of years. What 2020 did to me is open my eyes that it's not isolated different yeah. pockets. It's all these different entities are now come together. I agree. And it's yeah. war right now, and the war is against us, the people. It's an information yeah. war. Yeah. yeah. It's it's every it's, it's almost like there's also one of the things you know we've talked about in the show before is that. It's almost like a, a cold civil war as well. Although it's scary because now it's turning hot and yeah. there are different factions forming on the street and yeah. on, on the left and on the right. Yeah. But and it's it, by design. But the cold civil war thing has been going on for years. I yeah, mean, man. I think we sort of caught wind of it back in like 2015, 2016. Yes. Particularly when like Jordan Peterson first started coming into the headlines. And that, that's, I think, when the woke ideology really started to kind of people start to pay attention to yeah. it as this actual force that's like in the institutions of education and is now in the pop culture mm -hmm. and now it's fused with the COVID cult. Yeah. And they're kind of on the same team. Almost. Yeah, man, yeah. dude, brainwashing, literally yeah. indoctrination. It's and really strange. Yeah, through the media, through Hollywood, and through the colleges. That's the main way that they orchestrate all of this. So you said you were fined. Oh, let me, well, I want to tell you the story about yeah. the sheriffs because this, this is where now, now I already have a bad taste in my mouth with what's going on because I'm hearing from all of my first responder clients or friends uh, what's really happening, and it's not adding up. And then it's and I, I like history. I'm not, not forget college. I'm talking about like me personally reading about it and stuff. Yeah. I like history. I like strategy. I like psychology. Not college. What they teach in indoctrinate you just from my personal experiences and from what I've read and what I've seen. And. There's already a bad taste in my mouth because I'm hearing from my first responders what's really happening versus what the media is painting. But then, the day that these sheriffs came, right, so I open the door because the landlord's like, listen, you got, you know, whatever. So I go to the door, but I, I say to them, I was like, what's going on, fellas? And and, oh, and they tell the landlord, too, that they don't have to come in, that they just want me to go out and they'll talk to, to me on the corner. I was like, yeah, bullshit. They're not <laughs> fucking. I know what this is. Yeah. So I open the door, and I was like, what's going on, fellas? And... They're like, we have to come in there. I was like, you guys have a warrant? They pushed past me. They said, we don't, they don't need a warrant anymore. They just walked right in? Yeah, they said executive order. Wow. They just walked right in. So I was like, all right, who well, might argue? You know. So they come in, executive order, they don't need a warrant, so our, our rights are abolished, I guess. And uh, So he, he asked everybody, is anybody getting tattooed in here? He asked the Marine, the TSA agent. And uh, everybody's like, no, no, everybody has their heads down, <laughs> right? And I was like, listen, man, I just want to let you guys know, it's like we give uh, we give NYPD 20% off. At the time, I didn't know that they were not NYPD. Yeah, yeah. And I have a stack of stickers, and I went to give each of them. There's like a big, the sergeant was a big white dude. There's another big guy, and then there's a short fat one. And so I give it to the first two big guys. The short fat one, I go to give him like some stickers, and he just looks at me and doesn't take it. And like, we make eye contact. And I'm just like, take these, I'm in my head, I'm like speaking to him, like, take these fucking stickers. Take these stickers. He finally does. And uh, he's just miserable, I don't know why. But, um, so I was like, yeah, man, I was like, uh, you know, I was like, we do support you guys, whatever. And he's like, listen, he's like, uh, you know, we don't like the guy, he's like, but we gotta follow orders. And he's like, our orders are, he's like, you guys can gather, because we had the workout bench here, we had all the weights and stuff set up. He's like, you guys can gather, he's like, you can hang out, you can have as many people here as you want. He's like, but you're not allowed to conduct business. And he said that they have to follow their orders. Now, a few minutes, uh, so anyway, 
they started leaving. I was like, by the way, guys, like if you guys ever want to work out, come on back. We got the gym. They started <laughs> laughing. They left. We locked the door. Then we commenced with our workout. <laughs> and, uh, workout. Yeah, workout. And uh, but we got in the deepest conversation. Like I said, the one guy's a marine. He was telling me too. Everybody on his base, all his fellow marines, know what's going on. Yeah. Know what's up. And the same thing, the TSA agent is telling me a story. And, like, these people are deep-minded, man. Like, we would go into in-depth, into thought, conversation, everything, critical thinking skills, which is lack, lacking outside here in society. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it sucks. But I'll tell you, the majority, almost everybody that comes in here, all, everybody pretty much that comes in here, especially now, um, they all have critical thinking skills. They all can think deep. They can conversate deep. And uh, they're still humans. They're not just mindless drones like a majority. And I don't even know if the majority are. I think a lot of it's just fear. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's fear. I'm just, I, I, I suspect probably even at least half of these people walking around with these masks on deep down know there's something wrong with this yeah. and they want to say something. But they're too afraid. They're afraid of how their, their friends and family are going to look yep. at them. They're afraid of whether or not it's going to go back to their boss somehow. It's and trends. They don't, it's, it, I'll tell you, we went to... We went to Cracker Barrel while we were down in Georgia for the past yeah, two weeks. Yeah, I was keeping up with your story. Yeah, and the Cracker Barrel, um, we were the only one in there without the uh, face diaper on, right? And so we felt awkward. Oh, I'm sorry, this wasn't in Georgia. This was when we were on our way back. This is once we hit Virginia. We stopped by Richmond. It's a fucking shithole, just like New York City. It's the same thing. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, it was yeah. nice, I'm sure. Just like New York was awesome. I'm not trying to talk shit about the people or anything. No, yeah. I'm just, uh, the way that I could see that, like, damn, everybody's outside wearing the fucking mask, you know? And I'm just like, fuck, y'all. And I'm seeing all this communist shit written on the walls of all the different groups. Shit right yeah, I'm, I literally, yeah. I'm, I'm like, no, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. The billboards, everything. Yeah, it's dude. Like they, it's nuts. The all the businesses, yeah. yeah. The, the woke mentality shit they were talking about, dude. Well, it was they down there. Fused. They sort of they yeah. seem to have allied the whole woke ideology yep. of identity politics, and yeah. that is now kind of combined, right? Yep. And it makes sense because their their whole thing is like to coddle and yeah. to make people feel comfortable yeah. and safe. You don't want to challenge their ideas. Yeah. Well, it's almost like it set the stage for the current COVID world. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you make people feel so safe that they don't go through real life experiences, yeah. Therefore, they don't know real knowledge, and then they so they have a void in their head. And then how do you fill that void? by teaching them what you want them to be brainwashed yeah. to believe and then they're you're going to be able to do certain things to trigger them so and now just like you said where it seems that all these different fra factions of this woke mentality are all together that's by design too so now well there's definitely infighting oh there's definitely, definitely is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's order out of chaos but yeah. now you can send all these groups together for sure. the same thing because they're all wearing masks. They're all yes, government. Tell me what to do, and uh, they love it. They love their own service. The mask too is so fascinating, and Brent and I have talked about this before. But what's so interesting about it is that it's kind of like this litmus test too, for who is more obedient and who is less obedient, and it marks you out. Yeah, you ever think about this? hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, you ever think about this? Technology, it seems to me, is amplifying the power of these psychopath elites. I uh, use the P word. Yes. Yeah. Dude, 100% they're psychopaths. They just want control. They despise us. They hate us. You got to think with this technology, right? Even, like, see, what I would do if I was in control of all this technology, you have cameras everywhere, including in here, that I use for business, but it's hooked up to servers that I can wirelessly monitor them. Uh, monitor them. Same thing on the streets. I mean, if you look at China, too, they have, I think, it's one camera per four residents of China, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. You can't, if you jaywalk before you even get across the street, They've already fined you and taken the money directly out of your bank account. That's insane. Yeah. And then they have a social credit score that if you don't have a certain number, you can't go to certain places. You can't get on a train to leave if your credit yeah, score is in a I'm certain I'm from New Jersey. They would all be doomed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're freaking yeah. jaywalks yeah, in New man. Jersey. And uh, even 
the amount of people, if you look outside our window here at People Watch sometimes, you'll see yeah. about 90%, 80% wearing the mask. Wear the mask yeah. All those cameras constantly with computer algorithms are monitoring all this and it's picking up that and it knows who each individual person is that's walking around with the phone on them which as your identifier. Sure. They can see which areas are more resistant and which are not resistant. Yeah. And that's why like they were really fucking with the Jewish people down in the city because they were not they when they said, Oh, this is a red zone and this is a you have to close that no, well, it wasn't yeah. because the of the synagogues virus. were like, Nope. Yeah. Nope. A lot of those Hasidic Jews came out that, and yeah. stood up and, and this was at the same time while, you know, BLM was happening and yeah. they were turning around and calling yeah, all that's those okay. Jews grandma killers. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, hypocrisy. It's, that's a double thing, man. Major hypocrisy. Yeah, dude, where you can't see the contradictions in your own way of thinking. And that's that's the biggest. But I have been fucking wrong 90% of my life with everything I've done. And it's a blessing because that's taught me a lesson. It hasn't been a loss. And I continue to make mistakes, but that's how you grow. That's how we all grow. There's a lot of people who make mistakes that don't learn shit from Yeah, exactly. They keep making the same yeah. mistakes yeah. over and over again. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to go back to the fines. Uh, did you pay oh. them? Um, no. Fucked no. in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I wipe my ass with those fucking tickets. Yeah. And uh, last thing I want to say with the sheriffs too before. So those three things that stuck out me when they came in. They didn't need a warrant anymore. Executive order. So that's one of our rights that's just sure. evaporated. Uh, secondly, he said that uh, we don't like the guy, but we're just following orders. That's exactly what the yeah. Nazis. Haven't we all said. heard that before? Yeah. Not dude. just the Nazis. No. Like any type. Yeah. Any time that a tyrannical government has taken over, the agents of that tyrannical government have used that. I have to follow orders. For your orders. safety. Yeah. We're just yeah. following orders. Yeah. You know, just doing my job. Yeah, man. And then uh, the third thing was, and this was in the beginning of this. This is before even the mask was mandated. And so when people were willingly still putting it on, but this is before it was mandated. The third thing was, he said, you guys can gather, you can work out, you can have as many people here as you want. He said, but our orders are, you're not allowed to conduct business. What the fuck does that have to do with yeah. virus prevention? Nothing. Yeah. You're crashing the economy. Yeah. I've been seeing that happening for years. I've been yep. expecting it. I don't trust the American dollar. It's devalued. Before COVID, 97% has been devalued. So if you would have held on to fucking $100,000 from 1971, you would have lost 97% of that in purchasing power because the price on everything is going up, just like the price on gas and everything now. Well, it's because they're printing all this money That's now exactly and, it, yeah. and handing it out. Yep. And, you know, we saw that from the very beginning, too. It was one of the things that we were like, all right, this is a red flag here because yeah. it kind of seems like they want to speed up the process of devaluing the currency. Yes. The more money you add to the money supply, the less purchasing power the dollar has. 100%. Yeah. I think uh, the common person doesn't seem to understand that either. No. I don't think they get that common Do you remember what it was like when you didn't understand that though? Like when you were younger? Like I remember what it was like when I didn't understand that. Um, when I had like, when I'm talking like teenage, and even honestly, I mean, I was I, in my I, early 20s. I was into like conspiracies very young. I was Me too, about, yeah. Like I was in high school already reading Behold the Pale Horse yes. and that sort of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of already suspicious of the whole system. Yeah. And, then I, you know, I, I watched like the Zeitgeist documentaries when mm -hmm. I was young and in college and stuff. So I, I knew the, the currency was by its currency for yes, a yeah. while now, very young. And it actually took me a while to kind of, I guess, repair my relationship with money yeah. and to not see it as something real, but see it in a different enough way to give a crap about it more to try to make more of yeah. it. Because I always viewed it as this sort of controlling mechanism. That's exactly what it is. You know? That's why in the end, man, I mean, you saw what happened with my bank accounts and shit what they did. Yeah, that's Sick, insane, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you want to go over that? Yeah, so if anybody doesn't know, I was on News 12. Um, the day after I was on News 12, that's when that next, next department day, of building, right? yeah, yeah, they came. And it was retaliation. Uh, gave me another fine. I didn't let them in. I don't let them in. I see them coming if they park in the front. I, I go out there, I stand in front of the door, and I say, no, you're not coming in without a warrant. That's all right. But I guess not, because the sheriff's right. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any rights. Why is your right? Yeah. Man. And they were slaves. 
Um, and these people don't even know it. They're fucking happy. I, just, yeah. I can't believe it. They're so distracted. But uh, and they and you got to think how this evolves. But uh, so that guy came the next day, gave me the fine. Then I get a notification from Chase Bank that uh, they're en they're ending their banking relationship with me um, due to an affiliates decision. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's so creepy, dude. dude. Yeah, no, and the so affiliates creepy. decision too. It's like, so like, it's and not it's your decision. Like, it's you know. And you're you're just like an average guy, you know. No offense, but no, like yeah, you're yeah. you're, you're a tattoo yeah. artist in the yeah. middle of Brooklyn. It's uh, not like you're like Bronx, know, Bronx, Bronx. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. in the Bronx, you know, it's not like you're plastered all over the news everywhere. Yeah. Like you're like a social media influencer or anything yeah. of that sort, and it's like. Clearly, even just having someone smaller stand up is also has to be shut down. Yeah, man. You know, it's like it's the just, fact that the bank is like you're coming up on the radar, and someone's actually contacting them and saying, "Yeah, yeah you can't strings. do business anymore with these." Yeah, guys. dude. And, and when I called, I talked to whatever sales associate of theirs and uh, banking associate. So I asked her, "I'm like, listen, I want to kill this. I want to reverse this." She's like, "It's irreversible. Once the decision's been made, that's it. It's final." So what happens to your money? Well, they gave me a time limit to get it out. I had to have it out by the eighth. But what sucked about it too is that like now I was try I had the pre-planned travel time to go down to Georgia sure. and everything, yeah, yeah. and that was just during all this. I'm like fuck. I was like so now it's like I have so much to do and I'm gonna be away for so many days. Yeah. So it was really it was, I had to kind of jump through hoops to get everything done and, and uh, go down there for those like, 12 days. I think we we're down there. But uh, so that, as I was talking to their sales associate, she said it's irreversible. The decision's final. I said, well, like, why was this decision made? She's like, it doesn't say on a computer. She's like, but it's a special team that works with affiliates of ours that has made this decision. And I was like, well, can you patch me through to that special team? I'll talk to that special yeah. team and see what the special reasons that yeah. they fucking especially like, who do I gotta deleted bitch me. Who do I got to bitch at? Like, exactly. Yeah. I want at least know why. <laughs> yeah, like, put me, put me up the line, man. She said they're not legally obligated to say wow. anything as per their user agreement and contract. Wow. Being them. Yeah, so they technically huh. own your money. They own everything yeah. at the end of the day. I remember during the lockdown, too, I went to the bank to withdraw whatever. I don't keep a lot of money in the bank. I don't keep a lot of money. I don't want money. I mean, in terms of I'll use it for the fucking yeah, bullshit coupon it is. It's yeah. sort of like energy. I view it as a form of energy. Yes, yes, change, yes. But ultimately, yeah, fractional reserve banking is yeah. a freaking hoax. Yes. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a hustle. It's yeah. a scheme. They printed out nothing. So like, technically, it's they're counterfeiting it. When well, you get a loan, it's like... I think uh, when, when Elon was on SNL and he mentioned like Dogecoin being a hustle, part of me thought that that was sort of like a, a kind of subtle implication or nod or jab at the Fed and the US dollar itself, which yeah. is, to me, the real hustle. Yeah. Know? Dogecoin and crypto is only showing, I think, just how fake money actually is and more people are realizing. Yeah, it. I have a little bit of Dogecoin, I'll tell you, and it's, it's made it's made me a decent amount of money, I guess. Yeah. I'm, it's it's a gamble, though. It's I don't take it. Yeah, yeah, I can't hold it. It's not yeah. silver or gold. I can't tangent yeah. It's nothing. I mean, you can't hold it. It's just something floating in there in a digital Which world. Which is what's so interesting about it because, you know, like I said, it's kind of showing that most money was that already. Yeah, exactly. You know, I yeah. think it was only like, I, don't quote me on the statistic, but it. You know, I gotta look it up to confirm it, but I think it's like something like two percent of money is actually like in physical form. Yeah, man, dude, you know, it, dollars and bills and and like coins. Yeah. The rest of it is all literally just data on computers, yeah. just like crypto. Yeah, so. exactly. The only reason why we had the paper dollars because they didn't have the technology to have yeah. a digital system. But sure. the, like, for instance, me, I have a when somebody comes to to set up an appointment, they leave money. I use a paper system. I like the paper. It's physical. Computers always have fucking something wrong yep. with them. It glitches and then this and you gotta get tech support. I've noticed that with a lot of technology. Everything from my smart TVs that are in here to smart computers. I don't, it's it's actually like the more smarter it is, the more it fucking stops me from doing shit yeah. when it has a problem. I'm like, you put, know? put the election in that context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> and, uh, 
And that's not even just in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Venezuela, yeah, you look at all that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's sick, dude. It's all manipulation. It's all smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. But like we have a paper system for deposits. So somebody, you come in to set up an appointment, yeah. I put your name, I give you the price quote on there, says the uh, definition of whatever it is that you kind of wanted to get, and this down the third says the date that you agree to come. You sign it, you get a copy, I get a copy, we keep one copy, you get the other one. And it's a paper system and it's like, I love it and everything's organized, it works great. I, I tried at one point to up, update it and do a digital thing and it was just so fucking many different fucking moving parts and it was just so hard and you had to do the, and, and sometimes the Wi-Fi would cut out. I was like, yo, and fuck that, what happened paper. with Chase Banks. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, you know, you're probably better, I think, to be pulling more money out of banks right now. It's yeah. not seem trustworthy. But. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, the paper system was just, like has no real value. It's just that they didn't have the digital system. But the technology amplifies their control. So that's why we're going to a digital system. They want more control. That they can, they can by the push of a button cut you off now. You know what I mean? So have you heard any responses since the last incident where the city showed up? Have they called? Oh, from the city or from, yeah, uh, from the city? No, not since that time. So, but so the thing is, I've been signs. gone right after that. I left. We went to Georgia for like twelve days. So, so. they could have came through here. And might come through today. We might. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they probably know we're here. They yeah. Show up. And like, I've been trying to get these guys yeah. for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you announced that you're officially closing. Yeah, like, man. And weeks I'm, ago, and I, you know, I wanted to, you to talk a bit about that, and I guess reminisce about the neighborhood like you did online, but also, uh, you know, what comes next? What, what, what are your plans from here? Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'll tell you, so how do I feel about it? I feel I, I feel a multitude of emotions. I feel, for one, it is scary sometimes. You know, sometimes I go through different different feelings, different viewpoints of it. Um, it is a little bit scary. I put my life into yeah, this. Yeah, this looks like a home. Yeah, man, dude, every little trinket decoration I have on the wall, it'll mean something to me. I can, it all has a story. Customers have seen it. Everything has its place in here. Yeah. And so I, I really de definitely have put my all into this. And uh, I definitely will miss it. I love tattooing. I love meeting the people here. I love t them telling me their stories, me telling them their stories, and or my stories, and like, we all laugh and joke, and it's like family. And uh, so for years, and I don't want to toot my own horn when I say this, but like we used to try to get back to the community. I mean, for Halloween, we were well known in this community. We'd have thousands of people come through on Halloween. Literally, just we'd have this place like a fucking yeah. This house. place is perfect for Halloween. Yeah, it's already yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's Halloween twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, man. Every day. Yep. And uh, so we had like a fog machine above the door. We actually still up there. And uh, actually, this gorilla, I dressed up like that gorilla on that door <laughs> one year. Um, there's a werewolf costume on the back, and I would scare the shit out of these fucking kids, dude. We'd spend like four or five hundred dollars <laughs> in candy. We'd have milk crates of candy. That's great. And yeah, we'd give it back. I'd grow up there, and I literally, I'd, I'd have this back door open, and I'd have the black curtain over the doorway, and I'd be in the back in my lair, dressed as whatever. <laughs> and then as soon as that door open makes the door chime, I run out and I'm fucking like, yo, like, dude, like, I'd, I'd be doing lunch. I'd, That's it, fun, man. And it, it, dude, we'd have the air conditioners on, and bro, I'd be so fucking hot and sweaty at one point from just lunging to the back and forth hundreds of times that like I remember one time too like in that gorilla mask right in the gorilla costume it's all fur so it's like I'm yeah. like fucking like I've never poking. worn one of those so, dude yeah. and then yeah they running yeah, yeah I feel like I was just doing lunges the whole day like leg exercises and bro there's one point where my body heat was so I'm so I'm soaking wet and I'm burning up the ACs are on I'm sweating I'm exhausted and tired because of just one kid after the next I keep doing it but it was one of the funnest days of my yeah. life Bro, there's fucking steam coming out of the mask from my body heat with the <laughs> air conditioner, the high-powered air conditioner. It was just like, dude, and I, it, it wasn't cooling me off. I just remember this. I remember I actually laid down on the floor behind the counter, soaking wet, like, 
just seeing the steam come out that's of the eyes. The kids, though, yes, man. exactly. Yep. Kids. Yeah, man. And dude, the community's giving me a lot. So it's yeah. like, well, it's the least I can do. I'm loving it. I'm having yeah. tons of fun. Well, so, in, in the video that you put up where you were, you know, arguing with the guy from the city, there was that woman. I like, I loved yeah. that part of it. Yeah, she's a hero, you know, man. What was her name? I forget. I'm that's one thing, dude. We'll talk. Yeah. Definitely, I am fucking horrible. But I love that Terrible. she just kind of stopped and she was yeah. like, "Mike, are they harassing you again?" Yeah. Like, what so, are they doing? Yeah. Which I was like, "This is perfect." Yeah. You know? But yeah, man. Kind of demonstrated that. Yeah, you're sort of a staple in the community. People know you. Yeah, there, dude. You know? Yeah, dude. It, it it sucks in terms of that. And but I do want to make it clear. I did put it on the Instagram too. They're not beating me by me leaving. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting. They can have it. Next time they come in, I, I think I was like, you know, next time they come in, we're gonna take my shirt off my back and fucking throw it on. They can have that too. I don't care. They yeah. can have everything. Cause it's like, you know what? Like if you want it that bad, go ahead. And, and the, like I said, it's scary. I put my all into this business, and I've been here for a number of years. And I, I love my people, my clients, man. They're fucking awesome, and my friends. I met a lot of good people here throughout the years. And I, like I said, before even being in this shop for five years. I was at another shop for four and a half years and I know the whole area. My wife grew up in this neighborhood, everybody, you know? And so it is sad, it's heartbreaking to that aspect that I'm gonna miss a lot of them too. And I'm, I'm trying to actually get a lot of them to come with me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, let's all go together. Yeah, fuck it, you know what? We'll, we'll start a new Bronx. <laughs> this shit is fucking Bronx. not the Bronx that I knew, but now, you know what, let's go down south. We'll start a new Bronx. Well, community. you mentioned your wife and I and I know you have a kid as well, yeah. right? So I think that's, the, that's one of the major things that kind of makes you have to make a choice like this yeah you know? it's like do you go down with this ship yep. you know or do you kind of go in and build a better life for yourself you exactly. know, for your family so it's like exactly part me for one side all right so i wanted to continue with um you know basically asking what like comes next for you you know you talked a bit about your your place in the community and kind of reflecting on that but what are your plans now you know once you close this down and head down south uh well, I do have plans, and but then also too, I'm just kind of let the universe guide me, I guess, so yeah. to speak. And that's no, what we I feel that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, and it works, man. I mean, I'll tell you, like uh, years ago, my wife and I we went to Puerto Rico, and we rented a car, and we didn't plan anything, and we had the most amazing time. And it's just like we let the wind take us wherever, and it, it, it was so much fun. It was so it's living in the moment. Yeah. You got that feeling that you don't really get in this brick and mortar society where we're surrounded by concrete walls. And uh, so we're gonna kind of do the same thing, but I mean, I, my, I guess my main plan would be is uh, to go off the grid. <laughs> you know, literally. You were talking earlier. You know, yeah. becoming more self-sufficient is yeah, one of the dude. things that a lot of people who are, I guess, paying attention and yeah. figuring out what's happening, they're realizing that's the way to go. It's you the know? only way to go. You have to homestead. You have to yeah. become, you know, less reliant upon the system. Because they will cut you off. They'll yeah. cut off your bank accounts. Yeah. They'll do it. Yeah, and this is literally them doing it to me just for me being on the local fucking news. Yeah, crazy. What is, yeah, what that, was that, only, that was the only story too. That the only yeah. news who even bothered to cover your story. Yeah, well, there's four other ones that yeah. wanted to. Actually, there's ones that were they're big ones. The New York sure. Post came in yeah, here. Yeah. I think the Daily. Would something. you tell them all to leave? No. Well, <laughs> I, I'll tell you. You know what? I did it based upon the reporter's character. But the one girl that did the news report, she was investigating the mayor's office for two years, and that really appealed to me. So I was like, oh, you're already... You're, you're already looking at these people. Yeah. yeah. And they are actually not even letting her uh, really do any investigation, uh, investigative journaling whatsoever. They were kind of just fucking like cutting her off, closing wow. her out from everything. Yeah, she was telling me the story and everything. And uh, so I chose her because not only was she local, so my people, my community would see it because it's a localized news, and that's the news that they're mostly watching. 
I don't watch any news personally. Yeah. It's all propaganda. That was the only news it thing is. I watched was my own thing I mean, on there we, to see We what. only keep up with it to know what they're saying to then compare it to yeah. what's actually happening so we can point out yeah. where the propaganda I, yeah, is. Yeah. You know? I'll watch it to make sure I do the opposite of what yeah, they say. Yeah, they so, say yeah. so they're telling me to wear a mask? That probably means I shouldn't be wearing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Dude, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. And, uh... So well, I forgot where where are we doing? So yeah, we're gonna do the homestead thing, man. And what's what's crazy is I've I really noticed 2020 has been a blessing in disguise too because yeah. there's been a lot of things that I didn't personally know why I went through, good and bad or whatnot. And now I really realize I went through everything in my life to lead me up to this moment, to be able to have certain skills and certain experience, to be able to have a mindset and to be able to not be blind to what's happening. Same. I feel the same yeah, way. I, I can tell. Like, yeah. Dude, we're like this. You are the same thing with a lot of the people that are like us too. It's you like we're seeing we're on like the same wavelength. And yeah. It's like, oh wow, you see what's happening. Yeah. Oh, you see what's happening too. And then it's like those people begin to recognize each other and realize like yeah. they are on this. It's side. weirdest too. It's almost like, dude, when we were down there in Georgia, it's like the people that we were attracted. It's like magnets bro and like yeah. even up here it's like the people that were attracted to, to us are like-minded people you know and i would probably say it's the same thing for the, the sheep too they're sure. probably attracted yeah like, well you know, they i think everything does serve a purpose yeah i mean i'm speaking i guess in more spiritual sort of terms but yeah even the people who are blind and asleep and can't see what's happening they have a role to play they do yeah thrice yes oh yeah dude yeah 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 and uh, yeah, dude, no, 100 percent. And you could say it's more spiritual, you know, saying that. But I mean, even if you look at a common sense, everything has its purpose. If I let's say I had hair, if some of my hair falls <laughs> off and blows down the sidewalk, but and goes into some sticks, and then a bird picks it up and uses it on the nest, and then yeah. lays the baby, like yeah. that fucking hair serves That's a purpose. That's an interesting way to yeah. put it. Yeah. Or that hair could have fucking blown and went into the fucking soil, start to compost, and added some type of fertilizer sure. to the. Yeah. Everything does have its purpose. It's all a big circle. It's all a big cycle. Cycle. That's actually what I'm uh, like. I, I recognize a lot of circles and cycles. We in my I backyard. Think that's how we see what's going on yes. too, is because yeah. we recognize the pattern from the past. Yes. And this sort of thing has reared its head. Yeah, man. Dude, that homestead thing. That's a big circle on a cycle too. And I'll tell you, like, I used to work in the hydroponic industry, so I am a fucking beast when it comes to gardening. Like, our our tomatoes last year came out. You cut them open, it looks like fucking steak, and it looks like my meat. dad's really good at yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Green thumb. Hell yeah, bro. And I love it. It's enjoyable. And not only that, you're getting something that's healthy. They don't spray all the, I, and being working in the plant industry, I used to sell, we used to have synthetic, a synthetic aisle and an organic aisle. And I know what was in a lot of those things that were spraying on, that yeah. people would buy to spray on their plants, the pesticides, the fungicides. A lot of that shit is not good for you to ingest. I mean, that's why I think a big part of the reason why a lot of people have a lot of health problems nowadays is specifically because of that. Because all the poisons were yeah, ingesting. They want to bring it on, you know, some novel virus or whatever. But yeah. it's like when you look at how many of these people who died who had comorbidities, huh? And how much of those comorbidities had to do with like heart disease and yeah. being overweight. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. What's the real problem? Yeah. You know, is it COVID? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I know. You know? The, the CDC, the authoritarian CDC that we all have to bow down uh, to now and kiss their fucking yeah, ass. Yeah, apparently the government now. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Did you hear they gave you permission to walk around without a mask? Oh, thanks. Yeah, I never yeah, fucking wore that shit anyway. Only if you, <laughs> only if you have the jab, which is yeah. funny as hell because it's like, wait, isn't the jab supposed to protect you from people not wearing masks? I want to jab so these why people is it, the fucking gin. So like, the chin, why, man. 
Why is it now that like the people who don't have the jab have to wear the mask to protect people who have the jab? Who are supposed to be protected anyway from the jab? I, I can't even. It's, it's mental backflips. I'm, I'm starting to. My brain is starting to fucking just cross. You can't the make wires. sense of it because it yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. But that's that's yeah. their goal too because they want people that like. It's also got to be a distraction of yeah. some sort. All of this, like what's like with all this fucking set stage that they're presenting to us, this grand show of bullshit that doesn't make sense. What are they doing behind the scenes? Yeah. You know? Big thing, I don't even want to say the word because I know it's a bannable word, but I'll say it rhymes with, with uh, live P. Or like, the, you know the towers that they've been putting up all over the place? Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't talk about it because they'll delete your channel, they'll yeah. delete your fucking... And, well, I've seen that happen. conspiracy nuts. Oh, yeah. If you bring up anything. Like I know. That. It's yeah. crazy. Actually, I have a painting on the wall over here. I have two paintings up there. One of the fucking paintings has everything that's happening today in it, and I painted it five fucking years ago. Like, some of my clients are like, yo, it's fucking nuts. No, you yeah. seen this happen? I have I'm a like, painting like that that I started in 2019 and then finished at the end of 2020, and I was like, wow, this was about yeah. 2020. Yeah. 2020 even yeah. happened. Yeah. You can see the lineup, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all coming to fruition. Um, why did I fucking just bring up those towers? There was a main point. I mean, the, the conspiracy label. There's conspiracy label. Uh, there's something else. I fucking forget. But I mean, one thing, what they're using those for, I realized, as I was driving down to Georgia, I'm seeing them all over. And during even the lockdowns, I saw that we went to Pennsylvania, this indoor water park, Kalahari. And you have to wear the thing, which I don't. I didn't. I actually almost got thrown out of there. They called security. I was a little bit drunk, and I don't know what happened. Yeah. I blacked the fuck out, and I don't know. My girl's like, I've never seen you like that. I was like, that wasn't me. That was drunk Mike. That wasn't sober Mike. Drunk Go Mike. talk to drunk Mike drunk about Mike that shit. Tired of the yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, dudes, yeah, but in the water park, you don't have to wear it. And meanwhile, they're not cleaning down any of the tables after everybody eats the fucking yeah. nasty fast food and gets fucking more sick and shit. So, but you have 400 people in this fucking water park touching the same shit, everything, water sure. splashing, Swimming humid. In the same water, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. And you don't, it says literally, don't wear it in there because you won't be able to breathe. <laughs> which is it's fucking which funny. It's crazy that you have to put a sign up and tell people that. Yeah. yeah. And so nobody was wearing it in the water park. But as soon as you step fucking foot out into the hallway, you have to wear this. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any fucking sense. It makes no sense. On the way back from there, dude. Not only on the highway from Pennsylvania back here to New York, the Bronx, did we see fucking hundreds of these fucking things that were installed already, these towers. Um, don't want to say the name again. But uh, we saw the installation trucks, fleets of them, dude, at least 70 or 80 of them, driving up the opposite way. So we huh. go, we drive by, there's six of them with the pieces on top of the big white trucks. And I'm like, holy shit. Dude, I'm talking about like 70 to 100 of these fucking trucks. Wow. And this was during the, the lockdown. Yeah. And... It's not to increase your, and this is kind of like off subject what we were talking about the stage, but it just came to me like, this isn't to fucking increase your fucking cell phone reception or any of that shit. How fucking much more increased, our cell phone reception is fucking great. Yeah. No, that's not what, always, but. No, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they're not, how is that fucking essential? Yeah. To change the whole fucking, uh, you know, infrastructure and add all these fucking crazy new technology. Well, those are gonna be the things that control all these smart devices. What they're doing is it's their, that's their network of communication. So now when you have smart driving cars, smart contracts, smart this, smart that, smart meters, monitoring what you're using in your house to know what you're using, what the draw is, and what the device is. They want to know everything. It's the data gathering information age is what we're in right now. Yeah. And that's what those things are for. Because now that one man that sits there and controls all that shit can fucking pull the strings of everything. Delete his bank account. Cut his power off. Fucking don't do this. Oh, he's using this. You're not allowed to. 
You know, it's fucking sick. And then it once does, you go to digital currency, it's it a fucking It does feel rat. like a big experiment. Like, they want to see what they're capable of getting away with, and they want to see, like, I mentioned the mask earlier, and it kind of identifies who's more compliant and who's not. Yeah. And like you mentioned with the cameras, like, oh, yeah. now they can even see what areas yeah. are more compliant. 80% here in Crosby and Middletown you know, or where. Sure, yeah. and they take all those numbers down. Yep. And, you know, on one of our last episodes, I brought up a book by Edward Bernays called okay. Propaganda. Which I highly recommend you should read it. Check it out, yeah. But it's like this is the type of stuff these people in power read and study. They're yeah. interested in the public mind and in the mass mind, if you want mm -hmm. to put it that way. And how can we mold it? How can we shape it? How can we, you know, sell an idea or change human behavior if, if that's you know yeah. what we want to do? That's exactly what it is, man. And you know, it's we have what I look at. You know, the thing is, we want to know the truth of anything. What I've noticed is. You, you'll go through experiences, and you can read things, and you can see what's happening, but the truth really comes internalized, man. Yeah. That's, you start to figure you have to out. You feel it. Yeah. 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 It's like intelligence that's not coming from your head. It's like coming from whatever we are. Like It's like intelligence that's coming from a different place. You can find out the truth if you really reflect in, inwards. Instead of looking outwards for the news to tell you, if you look inwards, you can figure out what the fuck is happening. But that takes effort. That's the problem is people want, I think they, it's just easier to have the news or the government or whatever authority it is. It is, man. Tell you what to think. Just, you don't have to go through all the effort to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Which can be rather difficult and could also be rather uncomfortable, you know, to learn things. That's, yeah, 100%. You're absolutely right. And that's the emotional aspect. There's other aspects they have yeah. too, though. I mean, when you have somebody that literally, like that one department of building guy, who is 450 fucking pounds and it's just you know what I mean disgusting and it's like it's like no it's not you don't have a health problem it's your your health problem is caused by you just being a gluttonous fucking slob nothing for nothing I mean not, I'm not, and I'm just speaking it what it is I'm not trying to talk well, shit really the I guess hypocrisy the hypocrisy yeah the, yeah but you gotta think what is that not only is that your body that's going to shit because of your unhealth and I'm not that's fucking saying dude I drank I mean I'm fucking sure. I, I've smoked yeah. packs of cigarettes and I used to smoke cigarettes in the past I don't yeah. smoke cigarettes anymore occasionally if I'm drinking but uh I'm not a saint, but I'm not going to lie and say that oh well this is good health measures and yeah. the, you know I'm not going to be a fucking hypocrite but um what do you how do you think that guy's brain fucking works when you're fucking eating nothing but fucking McDonald's and shit like that? You ever see, heard you see the movie Supersize Me? I haven't seen it, but I heard about it. a guy eats it for thirty fucking days and almost dies, liver yeah. fucking failure. What do you think that does to your brain? And I mean, yo, so I don't even think these people have the capacity to think. They're so indoctrinated. Not only they're being you're, we're being hit from every angle. Every one of our senses is being titillated yeah. to to be corrupted. So that way we can't see the truth. All of us. So even if we are in good health physically and mentally, hey, we've been programmed to be indoctrinated yeah. by the school system. Programmed is a good word. Yeah. 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 They call my dad used to say it's like they call TV programming for a reason. Yeah. I'm like, the truth is right there in it front is. of your fucking it face. Is. Yeah. You hide the truth in plain sight. You mentioned you know the food and how it's like messing up people's ability to think. You if you think of your body as a sort of like machine and your mind as a mechanism or like a car, for example, yes. you have to put good fuel and good. I use that fucking example that, word you know? for word. What yeah. you just said to the T. Yeah. You can't. I can't fucking piss in a gas tank and expect it. It might yeah. run for a little bit, but eventually Maybe. it's going yeah. to start so, breaking down. You know, if you put the terrible gas in, into the tank, the car's not going to run for very long, yep. or very efficiently. Yeah. And I think that's a way bigger issue than. You know, just fire it. Thousand percent. It's definitely what led to, I think, more of the death than they would like to admit. Yeah. Because then you have to acknowledge, like, oh wow, you know, the, the food industry is corrupt. Big pharma is corrupt. It wants to keep people sick. They want to keep people sick if you think about it, because then they keep coming back for treatments and you keep making money. Keep system and a cycle. Yeah. But this is a devilish fucking system and cycle. It's something it that defeats us. 
It makes us the we're the batteries in the matrix. War is a similar concept because when you think about it, if you're if you're an arms dealer and your business is to create weapons of death, like you want wars to begin. And if there isn't a war, you'll probably provoke one just so you know you have people to sell the weapons to. It's profitable when yeah. people kill each other. Think about this. So, Nineteen so twenty twenty, all this fucking bullshit is happening and Oh, coincidentally, everything's happening sure, at once. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just a conspiracy theory, yeah. you know, for yeah. safety. And, yeah, it's, and it's just so many things. Like, yeah. it's just like, like what the fuck? I woke up yeah. in the twilight zone. There was a point during the fucking lockdown. I remember every day, my phone would make that stupid fucking noise. Like, like fucking notification <laughs> from Citizens app or whatever yeah. the fuck. And it's like another restriction. I'm like, I'm like every day it's just another thing. Sure. And I was like, what the fuck? And then this and this angle. I'm like, holy shit! It's, I started describing it as like a, like a science fiction dystopian yeah. nightmare. Yeah, dude. And it, like there were a few days where yeah, I would wake up and be like, wait, is this actually real? Like I know, I'd wake really up, I'd be like, damn, I'm still in the nightmare. Look out the window. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's still, still, still going on. Yeah, dude, it's it's fucking nuts. But then you leave the city, you know, and you you go to another place, another state, perhaps that's more open, and you're just like, wow, this town is like its own yeah. universe. There, are, people here still act normal. Yes. And I think I think you know a lot of people in New York City don't even realize that that outside of New York City, it's not people, like that. It's not like this. Yeah. Even if you go far upstate yeah. New York, it's not like sure. that. I personally haven't been, so I'm speaking on hearsay from people yeah. I do know that are far, far up there. It's not fucking like yeah. that. You know? Like the mandates might be in, you know, in, in process, but people I think are just not following. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah. When we went to Georgia, dude, it's a totally different world. The people know what's up down there. A lot of them, most of them, and the ones that probably were didn't are walking outside the fucking diaper on their face. They're probably not from there. Probably, <laughs> probably tourists. And probably Democrats. Yeah. And that's yeah. And you know, and I, I, I hate it, it, it for lack of better words. Yeah. It's, yeah it's like the far left and the libs yeah. and all that shit. But it's like, they use that against us too. Because they, they oh, be a Republican or be a Democrat. And then they clash us. That's how they keep us divided. They, the whole racial bullshit. It's not like that. I'm in the fucking Bronx, bro. Everybody comes in here. I like, no, I don't see that shit out here. Yeah. We're in the fucking Bronx. I think you know? social media amplifies it. You know? Causes it crazy. It, it, it makes it seem like it's it's around every corner. And really, it's the mainstream media. They're the ones who amplify that. Thousand percent, man. Yeah. Oh my God, racism. There it is. It's around every corner, under every crack and yeah. crevice. But when you actually go out into the world and you deal with people on a normal everyday basis, it's... Well, because fuck yeah. yeah, most people, I think, uh, treat each other fine, at least where I'm from. 100%. There are exceptions to that, obviously. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. But that's that individuals. It's not the group of people. It's yeah. not, hey, you're this and that. No, no it's well, your individual problem. morals. That's the problem with identity politics. It's like it reduces everything to your tribe, to exactly. your group. And it's yeah. like... So they can control them. We need to come back to this idea of the individual being a sacred concept. Yeah. You know, that everyone's an individual first. And that's the problem with the system, though. group second. The system is... what it, You know what it seems like to me as we go into this digital world, right? If you ever, like... If you ever, like... I've never been on a helicopter over New York City. Actually, I've never even been on a helicopter. I yeah. But I've been on planes and stuff. But if you zoom out, like, helicopter view, if you look down in New York City, it reminds me of a giant microchip, like a motherboard. It is sort of like that, yeah. yeah. And we're the circuits. So we're all, it's almost like, and by them creating these different tribes, I guess, to, to figuratively speaking, it's like, they're, you, if you're going to be part of the system, you have to be the circuit, you have to be the negative conductor, and you have to be this, and it's like, they're making us be a certain part of this motherboard to push the agenda, to make their fucking whole cycle and system fucking revolve in their favor. 
what's sick is too is that we're going to this new digital age and everything is actually being merged with technology everything which is conspiracy theory about microchipping it the fucking pentagon literally was just on 60 minutes and the new york post talking about that yeah talking about they want to give it to their fucking naval the people in the navy yeah and then fucking if you look at you brought elon musk before he owns the company Neuralink. They were doing their, they've been doing the brain chip for years, they did it in a pig successfully, so now anything that the pig senses in his sensory fucking part of his brain or whatever, pops up on the computer. They can see what the, you touch this now, it lights up certain things. Neuron spark and the, the data from the brain is being harvested with this chip and yeah. now it's, so, so we're, they, and they were scheduled to start human trials, guess what year? 2020. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> go on and look it up online, yeah. just type in Neuralink and you'll see everything about it. And, uh, and they pushed it back to 2021. So this year, if they have started it or were or are going to start it, this year they're starting the human, integrating a chip into the human brain. We're being integrated in technology. We've already you, built- You would have been called crazy for this just like a year ago. And better. still by some of my will be. still by some you will yeah. be. And it's like now it's actually out there. It is yeah. happening. Yeah. They don't, they're not even fucking hiding them. Yeah, it's not even yeah. being hidden. But what happens is once we integrate ourselves in technology, as cool as it seems, and I remember being on the other side of the fence when I was younger too, looking at how they were genetically modifying certain things to do this. And they, they, for years, I, I, I used to watch like Discovery Channel when it, when, it, when you actually discover shit, and it well, was reality it's TV. It's fascinating. Like, it is certainly fascinating. Yeah, it definitely is, yeah. 100%. And, but now I see the real dangers of it, too. You, you try, we're, we're trying to play fucking God. We're going to, what we are as being humans, as, as me having insight and, and depth and feeling emotion and, and whatnot, if we get merged with fucking machines, that's gone. Our humanity is, is obliterated. And what it seems to, to me, too, is that we're fitting into the system that the, the technology is growing. It's, it's, the technology is evolving and humanity is devolving because of that. It's the, the power of the technology is consuming humanity because yeah. it's becoming more powerful. Well, we're becoming more and more reliant upon it and yeah. we rely less and less upon our own mental faculties to remember things. So You know that freezing thing that happened in Texas or the, the big ice storm down there? Sure, yeah, yeah. People were fucking dying because they fucking went in their garage with their families, their wife and kids, and went in the car to try to warm up. They fucking die because carbon monoxide poison. But I'm like, that's yeah. the thing. It's like we've been so disassociated, disillusioned, man. Yeah, we don't even understand how the stuff around us works. Yes, yeah. you know, we use it, but yeah. we, God forbid, you know, you try to like take it apart and be like, how do I fix this? Yeah, thing? you know. Yeah. and that's by design. It's the, the, the dependence. They're trying to make us yeah. dependent on them. We're becoming like little children. Children. We're going back. We're devolving. We're going yeah. backwards. And that's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. We have just more toys. Oh, I have this iPad now that I can fucking just distract myself with. Here, little kid, fucking, you're three and a half months old. Play this iPad in your fucking stroller for fucking six hours a day because yeah. I don't want to babysit you. I'm your mom. Like, I see I see that happening. It's, it's fucking disgusting. And then you wonder, too, what? All these kids have social problems. They can't fucking socialize. That's fucking why. Yeah. They were never taught that. They were taught to not socialize. And now it's, all, it's only going to be worse. Oh, yeah. We're going to have Where an entire... I think we're going to have an entire lost generation. An entire generation of kids who are growing up in a world where they can't even read facial expressions yeah. anymore. Because they're not there. Yeah. So Literally. Like, yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've said it multiple times like on the internet and publicly, but I think it's child abuse. And no one is going to change my mind on that. I no, haven't seen I any data to demonstrate that this is a good idea that we should be doing this to yeah. kids. Dude, I saw a fucking thing where they, the the one school, I don't know where it was, was fucking, they had a fucking like uh, coat hangers, but it was yeah. for masks. Dude, all the kids' masks are right next to each other. I'm like, how many of those kids are going to grab the wrong mask, sure. number one? Number yeah. two, you're touching it. I mean, the, all the masks are touching shit. It's fucking gross. It now. makes no fucking sense. No. It makes zero, zero yeah. sense. Especially, I mean, kids, listen, I love kids and everything, but I mean, they're fucking gross. They're picking the nose. They're gross, yeah. Fucking boogers and shit. Yeah. And we were kids once, too. I'm, I'm not totally talking shit. Absolutely. I was gross, too. 
And uh, to expect yeah. that they're going to be sanitary. Yeah. With these Fifty masks, uh, twenty so masks, fucking there, boogers and snot, Crayola, fucking wax. They're all probably over them. the dirtiest masks too. Yeah. Like, if yeah. anything, kids, I think are the last people we should be trusting to uh, keep yeah. those things clean. Hell yeah, dude. This, this one fucking girl came in. She's like fucking like same thing, like a land whale. And uh, fucking 400 pounds. I was like, yeah, hey, like, you don't have to wear that in here. We believe in freedom for everybody. And she's like, oh no, I wear this for your protection. She touched it. You know, the shit literally had a Cheeto stain and a fucking <laughs> dirt fingerprint on it. I'm like, all right. You know. Sure. Like, yeah. Protection, whatever you say. Yeah. Man. I'm like, yo, get the fuck. I'm like, there's people there. But and said, you know what? The thing is, too, like, I used to kind of be a dick sometimes, too, because I would. I'm like, yo, like, you're following, which is gonna fuck up my kid's future, and all these, and all these kids no, I see. I think that's a valid point. Yeah, dude. And it's like, like you know, what I mean, so like, but they, you know, it's sad. They don't even know. They don't even know what they're doing, and then they feel forced. When we were at Cracker Barrel yeah. that one time uh, on the way back, when we stopped in, in Virginia, dude, everybody was cool in there, but it was I, we had anxiety. My wife and I, my son's talking. He doesn't really know fully. He doesn't wear the shit. He calls it stupid and everything. He knows. Stupid. I teach him about the cross contamination <laughs> of it, and. Uh, but like he's talking because he's just being a kid, and like CJ, like shh, like you know, like stop talking. You're drawing attention to us. There's fucking forty people in there, the whole fucking this fucking diaper on. But we felt awkward, and we're not from there too, yeah. you know. But the host guy, he was cool. His name is Jason, and uh, of all people, man, it was the fucking fat waitress who was young. I could tell that she's one of them fucking indoctrinated, brainwashed people, a woke person or whatever. Yeah. She goes after we were standing there for 15, 20 minutes. She goes to the guy Jason, and I around the corner, and I, I hear her say, "We need to tell them to put the mask on." This is this guy's coworker too. It's not even your fucking boss. Yeah. He comes to us and says, he's like, oh, guys, you have a mask? And my girl fucking snaps. And she's like, I've been standing here for fucking 20 minutes. She's like, uh, she's like, now nah, you say something? And he's like, oh, I, I didn't know that you didn't have the mask on before. Even though he did. Yeah, of course. But he wasn't trying to harass us. And uh, so like, I stepped in and I was like, listen, man, I was like, we have a medical exemption, bro. And uh, he's like, all right. And he was cool with it. And my, we went and sat down at the table. I told my girl, I was like, it wasn't him. I was like, it was the girl that told him. I was like, I was like, and she's like, oh, I feel bad now. She's like, I'm not like that, my bitch. But I'm like, but at the end of the day too, I was like, it is his fault. Don't listen to that fucking girl. Yeah. You know, be a man, man the fuck up. Tell her if she wants to say something, say something to us. So after we got our food, our waitress, she was an older lady, she's a fucking sweetheart. And then I called the girl over and I fucking pulled her card. And I just let whatever was said be said. And I, I was really calm and everything. I showed her my license from Department of Health from New York City. And I was like, you know, I was like, why did you tell him? I saw you do that. And I was like, why did you tell him? And like, she got, she started getting oh, loud. Yeah. 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 In front of everybody. And it was like, and the way, dude, it was, I was really proud of myself because I didn't, I wasn't angry. I was more factual when I spoke. And, uh, Dude, she started raising her voice, and I was like, "Miss, I was like, I'm trying to talk to you like a human being." I was like, "You don't have to raise your voice." The old the waitress, uh, our waitress, the older lady was there, and I could see that she was glad that I spoke up against this shit. And uh, so then she walks away, pissed. The the the, the woke girl, and uh, then the old lady was like, "I'm so sorry." That I was like, "No," I was like, I, "I took her hand." I was like, "It's fine." And I was like, "Matter of fact," I was like, "Come here." I gave her a big hug, and it was like. You know what? For standing up for what's right, and the biggest thing that I was saying to my girl—the hug is a rebellious act yes. in this current world. Yes, fuck you know? yeah! I tell people when they come into them, like you don't have to wear that. I'll be like, and they're like, oh, hey, listen, if you take it off, I'll give you a hug and a kiss on the cheek right now. Yeah. Literally, and I'll yeah. do it. I don't, you know, and when they do, it's like, and what's crazy is too, like I'll feel like they'll go back to normal. I've had people in here, man, that I'll tattoo, and I used to have another girl work for me. She was cool as hell. She moved to Manhattan. I don't know why I'd go to Manhattan. Manhattan's yeah. like the belly of the beast. Yeah, but we came from there. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's a different world down there. You think it's bad here? Manhattan yeah, no, is it's, fucking. It's taking a downturn. Yeah, bro. And it's literally that's the, the, the epicenter of yep. all you know the, the brainwashing. 
And uh, but we have some clients in here, and nobody's wearing it in here, and everybody's laughing, and they'll hear me talk my shit about it. And I'll, uh, as I'm doing real virus prevention and sterilization, I'll also say like, this is how you really do it. It's trying to plant the seed and show, hey, like, listen, when you're touching this dirty thing and put it down here, I think, how is that not spreading yeah. more shit? Well, in that video that went viral of yours, viralish, you mentioned the gloves. <laughs> Yeah. You know, every time you tattoo, you put you put the gloves on, and you take them off, and they go right in the yeah. trash. Yeah, you can't put it in my pocket. Yeah, you don't yeah. put it back on, and then, you know, you made the really comical example of the condom. Yes, yeah, dude. <laughs> so it's like, do you, you know, do you fuck someone, and then take it off, and then put it on your table, yeah. and then, man, yeah. put it on again. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to wash it later, so I can wear it tomorrow <laughs> it's again. It's fine. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any fucking sense, man. And, uh... And what I've noticed, and, and all, all the customers, they, they know how, how not only I feel about it, but like the thing is, it's, fuck feelings, it's about logic, yeah. it's about what makes sense. That was the point I was going to make earlier, you know, you talked about like, you don't want to be a dick, and you know, people are just doing their job, and they might not even be okay with this, you know, so it's not totally their fault, or they don't know any better, Yeah. Right? But there does come a point where there's, I think, no longer a nice way yeah. to say something. And you have to be harsh and you have to say like, you know what, look, I'm speaking out for you too, not just for me, yeah. not just for and me. And your kids. And, and your kids and their future. And it's just like, by you not saying this stuff and by you just being compliant about it, or you come to me in private and you say, hey Mike, you know, I agree with you. And but I'm I, still I, I see that stuff that you're saying. And, yeah. and then in public, yeah. you put it on, you don't say anything, you don't have these uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, it's very frustrating yeah. when you're the person sticking your neck out for all these people. Right, yeah. and then they might confidentially say they agree with you, but yeah. they don't have the the guts to stand up and say, you know what, I'm gonna publicly yeah. walk the fucking talk. Yeah, That's what it is. Talk, if you're yeah. gonna fucking, if you're gonna, if you feel this way, not even feel this way, if you know something's wrong happening, you gotta stand up. Yeah. Otherwise, you're one of them. I mean, fuck, yo, you know, it, it's disgusting, man. There was that was the biggest thing that made me, and honestly, it was like it was hard when I spoke up to that lady in front of the whole fucking restaurant, in the yeah. Cracker Barrel. But I could tell that everybody was like, oh, wow, the kid's fucking right. Because I even brought up the crowd. I was like, listen, I'm licensed by the New York City Department of Health. I was like, you, you just touch your mask. I was like, and you're touching that fucking plate. I was like, you're actually spreading more shit. Yeah. I, was like, but I was like, I don't even care. But don't harass me in yeah. front of my son and my wife. But before I even pulled their card and I was telling my wife, they should, I was like, yo, you should do it. And she's like, oh, I don't know. You know. So I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking do yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, the thing was, I was like, there's a, there's a saying. I kind of want to look it up right now. But it was like something like... And it was it actually, I thought it was one of the founding fathers that said it. A few people have said it in different words, but it actually is out of the Bible. And it was like something like, the only thing that allows evil to overtake everything is if a good man does nothing. Yeah, I've heard the yeah, before. Yeah, it, it's, it's much more, you know, adequate than what I'm, the way that I'm trying but to put it. it's true. Yeah, you know, and that's what I told her. And then I looked it up and I read the quote word for word, the Bible verse, and I was just like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm gonna fucking speak up. I was well, like, got to. Well, I have already been speaking up. Totalitarianism but. is, you know, it spreads more, not from the people pushing it, right? The people in power, the brown shirts, whoever it is yeah. who's out there. It's it's also the normal people who are out there and they do see it and yeah. they realize it's happening and they just kind of turn this way and they're like, yeah. I don't want to be noticed. Yeah. As long as I get my know? bread and I'm allowed sure. to watch circus. And it, it does make me, you know, I, I mentioned this book to you before, but uh, Sebastian Hofter's Defying Hitler. And yes. uh, this book, it, it's about a German man living in Germany at the time that the Nazis took over and so he describes his experiences from the point of view of a German citizen who didn't agree with what was happening yeah. and he talks about how you know his Jewish girlfriend and she was like warning her family and the Jewish people that he knew they were like warning their family some of them like we need to get out now yeah. this is the time we can't stay here this is how it's gonna go down and they wouldn't believe them. A yeah. lot of them were like, ah, well, no, that can't happen. Or yeah. the government wouldn't do that to us. Some left, the ones who stayed ended up in the camps. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I, I think, you know, people have to remember that it, 
it does happen when the ordinary person just pretends it's not happening. And when it's so clear what it is. Yeah. They you know? ignore it. Um, again, they're, uh... Pardon me for that. Yeah, that's cool. Like five, ten more minutes. Um, are you rolling? Yeah, it's on. Are you rolling? Alright, so I wanted to, I guess, just ask you, before we wrap it up, you know, if there's any sort of message you would like to get out to people that you think is the most important thing that, you know, they should be hearing right now. Um... Most important message. Uh, well, definitely, as we already talked about, you have to become self-sufficient in every way. Any way that you're not self-sufficient, they are and will use against you 100%. You can already see it with me as an example of how they've used my, have they come in here and harass me and try to find me now legally and all this shit. You've seen it with how they've cut me off um, from access to my bank accounts personal and business and two of the credit two of my credit cards that were through Chase also. You're gonna to start to see it through everything. You'll see it you see how they're already pulling the strings through all these shortages. That gas shortage and shit, that's bullshit. That's not a fucking yeah. oh it's we a were hacker. curious about that ourselves. Yeah, you know no dude it's an excuse it's it's the plausible deniability strategy. Again, they're they've printed so much money that hyperinflation is going to occur period. So the prices on everything are gonna go up. They're fucking saying it's all these shortages to send a third. It's plausible deniability. It's an excuse. No, that's they're, that's how they're covering up the inflation. You think that fucking prices and all this shit is going to go back down? No. And it's not even just gas. And even if gas, the prices do go down a little bit, you're going to have all the fucking prices on food go up because all the truckers that fucking deliver that food that need gas in their vehicles are going to have to raise the prices. It's on like the a domino effect. Yes. Yeah. affects everything else. We live in a just-in-time delivery system where everything that's on the store shelf is delivered just in fucking time for us to purchase it and then the next shipment comes out. If they fucking pull the string at the top, all the dominoes start falling and then who's at the bottom? Us. Yeah, the the supply, dominoes all fall you know, supply, on top of us. Supply chain gets interrupted. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't have that self-sufficiency yeah. and you're totally plugged into the system here, yeah. you're... Well, beholden to it. Yes, so they control you. You know, they keep us like little kids, dependent. And uh, so, I guess the biggest, one of the biggest messages, yeah, definitely, man, go back to, we gotta go back to the earth. We gotta go back to relying on ourselves. We gotta go back to localizing um, our needs, not so much as our wants, but like our needs. I mean, instead of having our food shipped all the way from across the fucking country to here, to you, why don't, why aren't we growing it? Why isn't it local? And there's a reason for it, because they control all the strings. They don't want that, because then we have true independence, true freedom. The only way to have true freedom is through self-sufficiency. Bartering, too, I think, is something that we go back to. Yes. It's like trading skills with our neighbors, or trading certain goods that we have with certain goods that they have that we yes. need. 100%. You know, that gets us more out of the monetary system as well, and towards you know an actual community. Yeah, yeah, we got 100% get out there. I even noticed with a lot of my first responder clientele that see what's happening, especially a lot of my NYPD, they're being treated like fucking shit. Yeah. And as they abolish the police and defund the police, they take that money and they give it to the sheriff's office, yeah. which is the mayor's own private Gestapo because the mayor is the one that actually elects the sheriff. Yeah, it's insane. Which is, that's not even why the sheriffs were originally, the sheriffs were originally supposed to be for upholding freedoms in the Constitution. That's actually what I said to that one sheriff sergeant that was here when they raided us that one day. And he's like, you know, well, we got to follow orders. And it just it came out of my mouth. I didn't even think. I was like, well, remember your first order? I was like, that's yeah. to uphold the Constitution. Sure. They looked at me like I was an asshole, but I'm like, 
I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I wasn't no, trying to even yeah, be a I mean, If work. I was in your shoes, I'd fucking be like, no, I'm not doing it. They work for us. Right? Yeah. It's the same thing with politicians. They're <laughs> supposed to be our public servants. Fucking, so, yeah, they yeah, fucking. Definitely not anymore. Yeah. These fucking, these, these fucking dweebs that are in the fucking office. Who the fuck are they to tell us what the fuck to do yeah. either, man? I never signed a contract that I'm going to fucking bow down to yeah. another man that's the CDC, the same too. Way. Like, no one voted for yeah. the CDC. Yeah. Exactly. So they don't fuck have term limits. Yeah. So I just want to, off the grid, I'll go live in the fucking woods and eat bugs. It's a fucking, before I do any of this shit anymore, I'm done. I don't want it. They can keep it. When I go out, I mean, maybe I'll, I'll keep the phone because, I, hey, who knows? Maybe I'll start doing YouTube videos <laughs> or something. Sure, hey, yeah, just, you know, you yeah, check out my 100 chicken coop now instead of just 16 yeah. chicken. And, like, you know, but, like, I fucking, so I look at this phone, so I just want to throw it in the, just like a fucking boomerang. Yeah. Just there. Uh, oh, no, frisbee. Like, I don't want like, it to come like, back. It's, it's like, like it becomes like an extension of us, like another fucking yes. land. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, there are moments when I'll like forget about it, and I feel like, good. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, I yeah. forgot about my phone, and I'm like happy that I forgot yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of things can start happening once you turn that phone off. But I see, man, people walking too with that phone. It's fucking crazy too. It's almost like you're praying yes. to the technology. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> the way the hands are. It is sort of like that. There's a kind of religious. Yeah. To it, especially with the youth. Yes. Know? Oh, 100. percent They grew up with it. We at least grew up without having that. Yeah. So we, we well, were in the last generation. 32, 34. 34. So I'm 30. We're in that transition period you know yeah. where we were sort of half in tech half out yeah know? people i think elon musk it, uh elon musk said it uh people a lot of people are already drones and they don't even know they it. don't even know yeah, it, yeah. it's crazy i saw a girl she across the street there's a post office here this was about a year ago actually no a year and a half ago the past year seems like it wasn't even reality so yeah. sometimes like it's like that section <laughs> yeah, of my life even is, happen yeah, yeah exactly it was like dreaming nightmares <laughs> and uh but yeah i remember i was fucking i went and got a vitamin water or some shit from the store and uh i was coming back and uh Girl's on her phone like this, and she's walking. And I was like, "Yo, yo!" I grabbed the shoulder, and she almost got hit by a fucking car because yeah. you're just fucking. I wonder how often that happens too. You know, it probably happens quite a bit. Yeah, man. but you know, you mentioned people already being drones, and you know, one of the you know thinkers that we're fascinated with is a guy named Gurdjieff. He was a sort of mystical philosopher, and you know, he taught that people were machines. Most people were, and yeah. he said we exist in a sort of state of waking sleep. Even when we're awake, we're not awake, per yeah. se. Um, and he was, he was talking about that back in the 1920s and 30s. So yeah. I think there's something to what he taught. But dude, I think we are machines to some extent. I was thinking about this the other day. And like it's like we are biological machines. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we're like the organic machine, sure. I guess, so to speak. You know? And uh, but I, I think that we have to work with the systems that are put in place for our machinery to work with, which is nature, which is natural. Just family structures. That's where we came from. That's where we've evolved from. Two hundred thousand years, and it's this, these new systems and cycles that they're creating, that these psychopaths are are creating, this prison system that we think we're free when we're really not. Where they control the strings. We're giving up our humanity. We don't even fucking know it. We're playing into their technological system, their machine system, not our machine system. We're going against everything that we came from. If we and it's and it and we don't even know it. That's the crazy thing. If you see, I, I look outside. Or people watch sometimes, or even you know. Yeah, lots of people watch. One of my favorite hobbies. Bro, I don't see people healthier now than they've. Ever. I see them more sick now than they've ever. Feels been. that way. Yeah. yeah, you can see it. You can literally see it. Well, and there's stress too, and this yeah. was one of the things that I felt so weird and strange but when you think about it it makes total sense if the, if the goal is to kill people but about the lockdowns it's like dude you need sunlight to get vitamin D free and yep. you need to go outside and exercise to help your immune yeah. system build up so by telling everyone to stay inside and to hide away like you're probably killing more people you as know? they're 
building spikes those towers at the same time. Too. Spikes to cortisol yeah. levels, which breaks down the immune system. hundred percent. Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Dude, yeah. Everybody stay inside, so you don't really see what's happening. As we're sending fleets to build these infrastructure yeah. networking <laughs> towers, yeah, so yeah. everything's going to be interconnected in the digital age. If you ever look at this too, and then it, this is history rhymes with itself. It repeats itself to some extent. Yeah. Just now, it's a little bit different because we have more technology, which gives them more power. But if you look at the 1920s era, right? What happened then? We had the Spanish fucking flu. Spanish flu supposedly fucking killed a lot of people, which even now, I'm like, who knows if the numbers were yeah. it was back then. But it was definitely intense compared to COVID. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. You know, but, people tried to compare COVID to the Spanish flu look foolish. Yeah. Think. But who knows at the end of the day too, because they wrote the history of it. Sure. So yeah, we could all be being deceived. But there's so many likenesses with what's happening now back then, where it's, all right, it's Spanish flu. Now it's this COVID flu, right? Spanish flu led to, and then after that, you had the Great Depression, stock market crash. Stock market was at a bubble. Everybody was investing like back then. Like rhymes. Yes. And I've heard that phrase before, like, you know, history doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it does rhyme. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. And dude, it's the same thing. Then what happened? The Great Depression. What is the Great Depression? What the Great Depression cause? Fucking starvation and death, bro. Because people, there was no fucking economy, no jobs, no money to be made. So people fucking literally starved. They didn't have yeah. fucking food. Population control, perhaps. Then what got us out of that? World War II we entered. And then what happened? We fucking started the Industrial Revolution, Industrial Age. And now we started fucking building fucking tanks and bombs and guns and shit, sending fucking boots in the ground over to Germany. Everybody's fucking, millions of more people throughout the world died. And then we finished off the Industrial Revolution up until now. And then we are now transitioning into the next stage, which is the Digital Age. Which we're in already. Yes, yeah, we're in 100%. Yeah. But now they're rolling it out, the Great Reset. And that, that's what it is. But they don't need us. I, mean, I, I honestly, I think they're killing us. I think that shot altering our DNA and stuff. I'm sure, you're probably gonna have to edit some of this out. Yeah. Or whatever. Nah, I mean, <laughs> this is probably all going on the website. Yeah, Not I hope on so. YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah, the website definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, YouTube is is probably gonna take this down if you put it up. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I want to make another point about Gurchev. You know, one of the things he talked about was that the outward form of humanity changes, but he said pro progress was sort of like an illusion, that even though the outward form of humanity changes, the inner essence remains the same. And, yeah, or maybe even you know, that's... And, and that, that inner essence is like that sort of line that runs through every heart that Solzhenitsyn talks about between good and evil. Yeah. And you know, no matter if we have the fancy gadgets and all the tech connecting everyone all over the world, people are still capable of absolute total evil and good. Yeah. But we... You know, we're gotten to this point where it's like we forget that the, the Holocaust wasn't barely even a century. Yes, it wasn't yeah. even a hundred years ago. So to think that now humans have somehow, like the evil ones, have somehow just gone away. And they would never do that again, you know? Yeah. And just 75, 80 years later. What's crazy is the CIA was created you know? right after World War II. Yeah. And right after yeah. we took all the fucking Nazi scientists and everything, we brought them yep. here to yeah, work yeah, for us. Paper That's what the CIA is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Paperclip. And they also, they coined the term conspiracy theory. Yes. So they could dismiss any conversation Another mind like fuck. This. Yeah, another yeah. PSYOP. Yeah, but crazy. I guess we'll wrap it up here. Okay, you know, great. Mike, thank you so Dude, much for talking pleasure, to us. Pleasure, man. Yes. Your story. Very you enjoyable. Know, I, I, yeah. can't, I can't wait to share it with other people. Great, man. I'm just I'm happy to see that even though you're leaving and you're closing down that you're going out with a bang and you're yeah, not dude. just letting the city just walk all over you because yeah. so many of these businesses I feel like just went silently man they packed up their stuff they went off wherever they needed to go to make their living or they just closed for good yeah or they're just bending down and, and they to, bent to they stay. bent in yeah. the air they did it with a whimper and yeah. it's like fuck that man, yeah, man. Like, people need to stand up to this shit so. yeah there's a local uh, business owner and uh, I'm not gonna say which business because it's close to here yeah and uh, you know the lady's very nice. And uh, 
you know, I, she, I remember I went in there one time, she was like, where's your mask? And I was like, I'm never wearing it. And, uh, <laughs> and I've known her for years. Yeah. And so I told her, I was like, listen, I was like, you know, I was like, you just touched it and you touched the keyboard, you touched that money and you touched it again. I was like, you're definitely, that's, that's cross-contamination. Yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, and I told her. Just I trying to make her see it makes some sense. Yeah. You know? and, that, and so next time I went in there, and this was months ago, uh, she's like, uh, she's like, where's your mask? She said it to me again. I was like, what do I do this? She's like, I'm not wearing that shit. But uh, I was like, and I said, I said it's cross contamination. I said it again, but went, she, how she acted, she was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. She went, she said like that, and but I was like, and she acted so childish. And, and again, I'm not talking shit. She's sweetheart. I've known her for years. But like, why are you so uh, defensive against hearing logic and common sense? I think they don't want to admit they've been had. Yeah, that's what it is. People well, I think are say really deep to... down. They know that something is wrong, that yeah. they got played, yeah. and to admit that's probably really difficult and embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I think Mark Twain says it's easier to trick somebody than it is to show them that they have been tricked. Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't true. true. Well, you know, you got to be a devil's advocate. Most important message, I guess, would be start standing up. Yeah. Start know, standing up. Yeah. Speak. Walk the talk. Do you know. want to shout out any social media or anything where people can find you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as of right now, I'm currently, I guess, mostly active on the shop's Instagram. If anybody's wondering why you haven't seen tattoo pictures, I've been I've been tattooing every single day, just so you know that I've been here, except for the past two weeks I've been in Georgia, but uh, and I'm doing quarter sleeves and whatnot. Why haven't I been putting them up since all this shit started? It's not fucking important anymore. The only thing I'm really using the my social media platform is and especially with my local community and my people that I've met throughout the years, is to hopefully inform them and help them out to see what's happening so they can get prepared. How can you get prepared? Self-sufficiency. Money, ditch it. Dump your money, get gold and silver, something tangible you can hold. And get your basic needs. Get you're gonna property, need. man. That's yes, what we're, property that's what too. we're trying to do. Yeah, right same thing that's here, man. And fucking, you know, just get ready for what's to come because all these shortages, this, that, and the third, this is just the beginning. This isn't coincidence. This is how they're gonna pull the strings and control everything. You know, it's things happening. are going yeah, that's systematic, man. Prices are going to be so expensive. And all, like, my first responders that are like, well, like, I'm going to move out, but it's going to be a couple years. I don't think we got that. Yeah. And it's moving very, really, really fast. Yeah, too really fast. Quickly. Technology allows it to be sped, sped up. And I think that since our biological machinery, our, our brain, right, can only comprehend human things, I don't think we can comprehend the advancement of speed that technology really allows them to progress because technology amplifies We're everything. not built for this. No, not we're not. Built. Yeah, and that, that's, but that's why they're giving us a gene-altering shot. They're trying to... They're kind of wonder, right? Yeah, they're, making, they're making us in their image. They're trying to play God. That's what they're doing. We're part of a big experiment, but, yeah. you know, like Mike said, speak up, stand out. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Well, it's not... <laughs> Fist bump. Yeah, man. Awesome. Now let's tap me. <laughs> yeah, 